0: Welcome back to the Love Your Story podcast. Today, we've got an episode straight talk here from those who are killing it with the 21 day challenge. So what this is about at the beginning of the year, we launched the 21 day challenge that you have heard so much about because geez, I plugged it on every episode, right? And today I wanted to make it real. So I asked some of the folks who are doing it to share an experience or two that they had had with the challenge so that you could see the challenge at work. You could get behind the curtain and see what's actually going on with these folks and the fun they're having. So what is the 21 day challenge? I'm gonna start with that question and then the rest of the show is going to be hearing from the people who are out there and the experiences that they're having. One of the reasons for this is that one of the things that has proven most difficult about promoting and letting people know about the 21 day challenge is that often I explain it and then I get sort of this blank stare back or they nod and smile and I can tell it totally did not connect. So I thought I would show, not tell, but show what's actually going on. Give you the peek behind the curtain. So get ready to rumble. Let's take a look. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story Power serves you best when you know how to use it. The 21 day challenge has been set up to help you find the strategies that will work for you to improve your life story. We talk about lots of strategies on the podcast. And no doubt when you listen, you think, Yeah, I should do that. That's a great idea. And then chances are the podcast gets over and you move on to the next shiny object that catches your attention because we're busy and we have lots of things to do. And, and it's hard to actually, you know, keep something front and center to make changes. That's That's how life is. Well, the 21-Day Challenge is a way to take little bite-sized doable pieces to practice and try out these, these techniques that we talk about on the show all the time. And it's done in a structured way so that you're kind of guided through trying them out, testing them out. You get to see what really works for your life and do it in a structured way and see what living on a different, more engaged level looks like. So 21 strategies delivered to your inbox in a way that's easy to understand, easy to implement, and easy to get results. And you don't get them all at once. You just get one a day. These strategies are proven life hacks that I have seen work with hundreds of people. Once you sign up, you get a welcome email with a link to your challenge page. And then every morning, you get an email with a quick link to the new challenge for that day. And every day, the challenge is different easy to implement into your regular day. So I'm just going to quit talking. Now you have the general idea of what it is, the reminder, and I'm going to let you hear the experiences that other people are having out there enjoying this challenge.
1: Hi Lori, thanks for asking me to share a few thoughts on the 21 day challenge. I'm on day 19, so uh, I haven't completed it yet, but um, you know, it's just been a a great experience, and I I think back to uh, some of the the highlights where uh, you know if I if I hadn't even you know signed up for the 21 Day Challenge, I would have missed out on some things probably because I would have just continued to to go about my daily life without being challenged to do some things that definitely have made my life better. Um, certainly, I who knows I may not have as clean a Office on the challenge to simplify and clean up things, or the you know spend 22 minutes to jump in and do a project that you're avoiding. Uh, my garage is certainly 22 minutes cleaner than it was before. I put a stopwatch on it so that um, when I came to the end of the 22 minutes, I actually uh, I really wanted to keep going, and uh, but I <laughs> I decided to stop. Um, just to kind of see how I felt, and it was interesting because I was really getting into something that I've been avoiding for months, having a chance to reach out to an old roommate from college that I haven't talked to for a while from my freshman year and uh, let him know how much I love him and, and, uh, you know, there's reciprocation going around, you know, hugging people, telling people uh, how much you like them and, and why. In some cases, I think people were a little nervous that maybe I was going to pass away and, and, you know, why I was suddenly approaching them, and they were concerned, and I had to let them know it was the 21-day challenge. I wasn't planning on passing away any any moment now. But, you know, one of the, the things that jumps out at me is, uh, you know, unless we kind of actively live our lives to kind of look out for these things, you know, and think about it with this challenge, we would... Uh, There's so much that we miss out on, and I'll give you a case in point. One of the day's challenges for me was um, nature, to enjoy nature. And, of course, I'm all over that one. I'm thinking this is going to be great. Um, Well, we were babysitting, uh, watching my grandkids. My wife and I, Julie and I, were with Charlie and Max, and we went to a movie, and we went to a candy store, and we were doing a variety of things. And if it wasn't for the challenge, I know we would have just come home, and and uh, and that would have been the end of it. But instead, uh, I'm thinking, uh-oh, we got to get this challenge, and how are we going to do this? And so we ended up driving out to uh, Farmington Bay on the edge of the Great Salt Lake, and it was just in time for the sunset. It was absolutely spectacular. So we took a billion pictures. The Charlie and Max were running all over the place, and then there were these amazing swans that were... Uh, were flying around us. They were out in the Farmington Bay in the water and I just uh, I just felt like I was on a complete high having that nature fix and feeling whole and uh, getting some perspective and uh, and as I looked out across the uh, Wasatch Front to the other side of the water I could, um, you know, see the all the lights of uh, Bountiful and, and, uh, and the freeway over there and, and, uh, and realized I would just be kind of with all of them if it wasn't for uh, the challenge. So I guess it begs the question, you know, hey, let's live on the frontier. And, and I'm thinking I need to, uh, you know, maybe keep this thing rotated and keep doing it again or think of other challenges because uh, um, it's richly um, blessed my life from it. Um, you know, little experiences, uh, you know, I doubt I would have been uh, hugging some guy and getting a Subway sandwich. The guy looked homeless and, and uh, you know, bought his sandwich and suddenly there we are uh, hugging and sitting down and visiting and, and he's saying, this has never happened to me before as we're talking. Um, so, I'm an advocate. I think it's great and uh, I now need to go uh, meditate. That's my uh, next challenge for today. So, um, thanks a ton. This has been a blast. Oh, by the way, my favorite. Well, it wasn't my favorite, but it was certainly one of them. And that was uh, the excuse to just uh, give myself permission to take care of myself. I loved it. Got a haircut. Went got some frozen yogurt. Had a hot bath. Listened to an audio book. And the whole time, I'm uh, just saying, you know, sorry. I wish I could do all these other things, but I can't because this is my challenge. I'm supposed to... Uh, Tell the world to back off and do whatever I want tonight, which uh, ended up being a great treat.
2: Today's challenge was um, on giving someone the benefit of the doubt. And I like waking up to something to think about all day because it gives me a sense of purpose as to how I'm going to think and behave. So today's challenge was, um, yeah, give someone the benefit of the doubt. And the experience that I've been working with lately is I have a great boss, She's, she's great she um she doesn't micromanage she trusts her staff but there are some things that she does that irk me and one of them i mean that sounds sort of dumb she's this great boss but probably the only thing she does that's for some reason gets under my skin is like she'll she'll walk by our offices in the morning and she won't even say hello and i guess i just think to myself You can't even greet your staff, you know, say hello. I was a manager before, and I made a point to um, greet my staff every day, you know. So because of this challenge, um, I, well, my, my previous stories were, well, she's just ignoring us, and she's just not, she doesn't, reach out to you know give her staff any kind of nurturing (laughs) so i changed my story and i thought to myself you know maybe her motive isn't to ignore us but maybe she just thinks that we're at work and she doesn't want to bother us i sent her an email the other day um, asking to telecommute because hr sent out a new policy that this is an option So I gave her some reasons why I thought it would be good, and um, my coworker told me that when HR sent this policy out, she sort of rolled her eyes and said, this is just gonna open a huge can of worms. So this morning I just sent her an email and I said, you know, I requested to telecommute, and you know, I, I still stand by that, but I just want you to know I support the outcome. Either way, whatever happens, I'm still on board, I'm still an engaged employee, and and I support the decisions of the department. So in small ways, I guess I just tried to um, reframe my thinking, restate my stories, and I tried to give my boss the benefit of the doubt.
3: Hi, my name's Roberto Hernandez, I am from Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm now living abroad in Panama, Central America. On Lori Lee's 21 Day Challenge, it is tough to pick just one or two standouts, but here are a couple of my favorites. Day 4. At the end of the day, as you're lying in bed, make a mental list of all the things you accomplished today. I tend to focus, and quite regularly I might add, on all the things I did not accomplish in a given day. In fact, as I was writing out notes for this recording, I was coming off of a day of feeling overwhelmed, but sharing this favorite with you, I'm taking a step back to share what I did accomplish. I actually accomplished a heck of a lot. I moved the proverbial needle and did some things just for me. It was a great day. Thanks for that, Lori. Another favorite was day 12. Give someone in your sphere of influence hearty encouragement for something they are doing. Do what you can to forward their agenda. I don't do this enough it's easy to get caught up in our own agendas, sometimes simply by virtue of overextending ourselves. But what an easy gift to give someone you know and like, the gift of encouragement, at random or in somewhat gratuitous fashion, no less. I think it's a wonderful way to let someone know that you appreciate what they do, and your appreciation could come at just the right moment. Speaking of which, Lori, great job on the 21-day challenge. I'll be recommending it to my community.
4: I accepted Lori Lee's 21 day challenge, but there were three that stood out to me the most that I just kind of kept doing. They kind of stuck. And the one that was the most powerful and the most surprising to me was the one where she had suggested that you just get rid of something that you don't really need. Um, And so I, I started out with things that weren't really dear to me, you know. <laughs> I was trying basically de-junking, you know, and and finding a good home for for some of the things that were just kicking around and cluttering up my home and my life. But I had an interesting experience. As a person who's incredibly sentimental and possibly even a little bit of a hoarder, I had a whole pile of blankets in my closet. And they were dear to me, like some of them were made for me by my mother. One of them was an Afghan that my grandmother had um, crocheted and she has since passed on and so I had kept it. And um, kind of an Amish type people that live in my community, the Hutterites, one of them had made me a hand quilted uh, blanket when I was eight years old. And so, you know, these were things that were really dear to me. Some of them were blankets that I had made for my children And I just couldn't part with them. We never use them. They're in my closet. And I could just never really part with them. Well, I had an interesting experience because about two weeks ago now, there was a blizzard and the drifting was just horrendous, especially on the reservation, the Blackfoot reservation that is um, across the highway from my home. And the drifting was so bad out there, and they didn't have enough plows. And so there was just all kinds of people who couldn't get out to their farms and their homes. And so they had opened up the Multicultural Center in Standoff for people to go there and be able to spend a night or two and just kind of sleep on the gym and some some cots or whatever. And when I saw them posting... This to stay off the roads and just go to this multi-purpose center. I had asked, you know, is there anything I can do? I'm in town. I'll find a way to get out there. But um, I'd be happy, you know, if you need any supplies at all to try and get them out there. This was 10 o'clock at night. It's a little town. Everything's closed up tight. Most people were in bed. And so when I got the reply that said that they needed blankets, towels and toiletries just to get people through the night the next couple of days. And they said they only had about three or four blankets and that that was the greatest need. Well, other than the blankets and the bedding that are on our beds, the only other blankets I had were these special ones that I'd kept because I'd already kind of dejunked and gotten rid of just extra blankets that we weren't using and just held on to these very special ones. Well, a strange thing happened because I had made it a practice to get rid of things that I didn't really need. I had already been experiencing just kind of the peace of mind that comes from that. It's one less thing to worry about and also the joy of knowing that It meant something to the other person that it was going to be used. I already had a year's worth of experience with this practice, this new habit built up. And so when the moment came for me to donate blankets, I opened that closet and with very little hesitation, just started shoving them into garbage bags and putting them in my car. As I drove out there to deliver them, I felt my brain kick in and just kind of say, are you going to regret this tomorrow? When the moment is over, you know, and you've served and done this, this good deed, are you going to be like, Oh my gosh, I just gave away this Afghan that was my grandmother's, <laughs> this, you know, 60 year old Afghan that I have been hanging on to for all these years. Am I going to regret that? And so the thoughts were going through my mind but my heart didn't respond. I felt no twinge of anxiety about it, and that was really unusual for me. And so I just delivered the blankets, and again the next day thought, oh, am I gonna regret that? And I just haven't. I can tell you I just have not regretted it for one moment, and that instead of regret, I just felt like this peace of mind and like a newfound freedom even though those things meant a great deal to me they're still in my mind they're still precious to me but now I don't have to take care of them and worry about something happening to them worrying about my kids throwing them in the car and taking them camping not realizing how special they are you know all these anxieties that were wrapped up in protecting and preserving these special things disappeared when I gave them away and The other interesting thing was that I had an idea come into my mind and rest upon my heart that sort of like a flashback, if you will, of the memories and the sweetness of these people remembering sitting up, making these quilts for my four sons with Spider-Man and cowboys and soldiers on them so that they would have a fun quilt to go to bed with and snuggle up in and and that my grandmother sitting around in the evenings crocheting this with her hands with love and all of the very special, feelings and the love and the time and the skill and the the labor that went into each of these quilts and the love that I've carried for them throughout my life. And the thought that came to my mind and the feeling that rested inside my heart was that as these people in their desperate circumstance curled up in these blankets that night that all of that love and intention was somehow existed in those blankets and would give them peace and comfort that they maybe couldn't even explain and it's got me wanting to really look at the 21 day challenge again especially the updated model and And give it a try again and see if maybe one of the other steps can become a habit for me that can transform and change my life the way that this one has.
0: The months that I spent creating the 21-Day Challenge were exciting for me. Exciting because the challenges were carefully chosen from techniques that I have seen make a difference in my life and in others' lives who are living brave, actively, and trying to create positive change in their lives. It was exciting to me because I could and can see and feel the tremendous potential held within the program. And I was excited for those action takers who would commit to creating some change stirring the pot of their lives, creating some new things, bringing stuff in, creating possibility by doing things that were maybe a little different than how they what they would regularly be doing. I was excited because the ripples that this would start in the world would be so powerful and yet completely untraceable. It was like setting off a bomb full of positive energy and potential and love and self-care and the stuff that is created from those simple actions and movements just moves out into the world. I still feel this excitement about the challenge and those who have invested in their own lives, they're out there, they're having fun, they're creating results of memorable experiences, of self-care, of connection. I'm watching the possibility pop up for them. I'm watching the peace that they're getting about the ways that they're living. I'm watching them overall have life experiences that they are immensely grateful for. I'm watching the ripples spread. And this is just amplifies my excitement about the possibility for this. So in closing, I just want to encourage you to start the challenge. It's only $39 which I've had a number of consultants tell me I've priced it far too low. But I'm okay with that because the more people who can jump on and do it, the more change we're making, the more ripples we're starting, the more lives are being made better. So jump on the great price, commit to 21 days of fun and potential, and I will see you on the inside. www.loveyourstorypodcast.com There's a page dedicated completely to the 21-day challenge, so it will be easy to find, easy to register, easy to get started, and changing your life story for the better. I'll see you next week on the Love Your Story podcast.